Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. Welcome to National Black Forum. It's August, August 9th, 2014. Wow, we we got we got all kinds of uh, uh, events this month, month of August. I mean, my anniversary month, uh, about ten birthdays that we <laughs> uh, wish people have birthday uh, on in August. Got a nephew who's getting married uh, this August. So, yeah, a lot of things going on in August. How y'all doing? My Facebook friends, what's up? Send out a a little uh, bleep from my Facebook friends. How y'all doing out there? Welcome to National Black Forum. I don't know what happened last week. We was calling ourselves giving a tribute to Mr. James Brown and something happened. The thing didn't come out just right. So we, we from time to time tonight, we're still going to be honoring the Godfather of Soul, his movie release. That is. I had a pretty good week. I think it came in third last week on opening weekend. Really a really well put together movie, I thought. You know, it's just me. I'm not a real movie goer. Or for that matter, uh, had much of a critic, but I gave it uh, at least a B. Yeah, I I've seen a lot worse. Hey, I've been getting some. Uh, Crazy weather around here, but today it got hot. The rain uh, came in last night. I don't know. It's like some kind of monsoon season we experienced in here in the uh, good old southeast. Uh, every day around this time, for about the last week, it seemed like the moon started. <laughs> the showers come in. And, oh, is that a front moving through y'all? Anybody know? I don't know. But uh, it seems to me, maybe back to my. Vietnam days, you get caught up in that monsoon season. Every day it seemed like uh, it rained, sometimes for days at a time. It was rare. I mean, it don't rain for, for seems like 10 or 12 days in a row. Stop for a few days and start back. And rain for another solid week. And things like that during that monsoon season. Yeah, you'd be wet. You spend a lot of time uh, trying to dry out during that time, especially if you got that the, the elements fighting the war on the move, living out in the elements. Hey, uh, war's hell. I I just uh, I'm flabbergasted that uh, the events that's taking place in the Middle East are very from 
Israel to Iraq, to Afghanistan, to that, all that stuff is crazy uh, to me. Hey, it's about uh, wow, five minutes after seven, y'all here in the ATL. Yeah, we're coming to you in live and live and in living color from the ATL, y'all. That's where we come to you from. We advocate for social justice on behalf of America's African descent. Not because we don't love everybody, we love everybody. Just by extension, uh, we have to be a part of that community. Find ourselves advocating on their behalf. The Lord knows <laughs> that community need all the advocacy it can get. The whole community, even the president, and especially the president. The way uh, this thing is, uh, the politics uh, of today is playing out here. Hey, racism got a lot to do with it, yeah. Don't you ever think it don't. Racism. Read my book, Racism and Hate in American Reality, my new book uh, by Jimmy C. Cameron, yeah. Go check it out. Speaks to uh, the economic inequality that... Uh, that's uh, part of the uh, conversation today. Everybody trying to figure out why it exists and what's the remedy for it. Hey, I got one. Read my book. We we do a whole thing on reparations, y'all. That's part of the fix. Reparations, absolutely for American Africans, especially those born prior to 1954. Those born prior to 1954, have a direct claim. We ain't talking about no relitigation. We're talking about uh, several equal laws that took away 14th Amendment rights that uh, was codified by Plessy and set aside by Brown in 1954. Hey, we, we were injured. Those of us, like me, born here in Georgia in 1945, I was injured by uh, the several equal laws. Absolutely. It had uh, standings to uh, petition the court for uh, financial reparation after that decision was uh, handed down. That Brown versus Board of Education, y'all, was uh, about a lot more than just uh, was about a, uh, a lot more than just uh, school integration. Oh yeah, that was part of it. Small part. But it was about a lot more than that. It set aside all the civil equal laws that uh, was in place in the South throughout the nation. Yeah. People don't like to uh, fess up to it. But a million, 22 million uh, Americans back in the 1954 uh, was victims of those civil equal laws. Yeah economic uh, uh, victims uh, in the workplace uh, throughout the society. Plus, he had removed uh, millions of Americans out of uh, uh, the society. Trampling on uh, the 14th Amendment protections. That's a fact, y'all. That is just a fact. 
Yeah, not here today, 2014. They're trying to figure out why why it is that American African descent family of four is worth one twentieth of that of a, a family uh, of four whites. It's because uh, they were never reparated for uh, the injuries suffered under the separate Jim Crow laws that they uh, lived under for some hundred years after the 14th Amendment rights. The 14th Amendment uh, was put into the Constitution in 1868. Those rights was almost immediately uh, compromised by the Jim Crow laws of the South after the Civil War. After the Civil War had the powers that be done the right things by the newly freed Americans The first thing uh, would have happened, uh, the 46 million acres that was set aside in the Southern Homestead Act uh, of 1866 uh, would have been distributed among those uh, some 5 million new citizens that uh, uh, it was intended to to provide a... uh, um, mechanism to uh, assimilate into the society on a somewhat uh, rougher uh, standings. But they didn't do that. They didn't do that. The Jim Crow laws prevented uh, uh, my people from acquiring uh, that land and millions of other uh, uh, Americans, I can say, prevented this is 1866, y'all. This is right after the Civil War here. Uh, Abraham Lincoln and the Radical Republicans, uh, as they were uh, known as, during uh, the fighting of that Civil War, <laughs> they uh, was trying to plan for the event of uh, a victory by the Union. What would happen to those uh, some five million uh, uh, Newly crowned slaves, newly freed slaves that uh, would be turned loose into this white society here. You know, they they never mingled. They've never been, 90% of them have never been free and integrated into uh, white society. And even those who were free were segregated outside of uh, white society. <laughs> oh yeah. So, but Abraham Lincoln and the Radical Republicans was trying to come up with a solution for this problem, and there were uh, various uh, suggestions. Some said send them back to Africa, or do this, or do that. They finally settled on. Uh, setting up a Freeman's Bureau. Well, first of all, they determined it was going to be three things that was going to be necessary to propel those folks along or to jumpstart their new uh, found freedom. And that would be education, uh, real estate, so access to some real estate, 
And third, access to some small amount of capital. In order to uh, remember, those people had a value. They had an intrinsic value to uh, the state of Georgia, where my people were from. There some 500,000 uh, black slaves here in this state. They had a value uh, to the state of Georgia of some $315 million per year in taxes. So uh, those people uh, by any kind by by uh, uh, any kind of uh, formula that you can use when you start dealing with capitalism and and how uh, uh, property and uh, labor and all that stuff play into it. Those slaves, they were the most valuable piece of property as they were uh, designated to be property here in uh, Georgia uh, in the whole state. In the whole system, they propped up the whole economic system uh, of the South. From labor to collateral to you name it, they were 95% of them. And you tell me here, after the war is over, those 500,000 newly freed Americans don't have no value at all. 85% of them are illiterate and broke, penniless and property, and, and with no property. Now, this is 1865, y'all. Yeah? This is 1865. They already have a Homestead Act in place out west for white people. Everybody moving west, uh, that's how the west was uh, populated, y'all. Yeah? The Homestead Act of 1862. Abraham Lincoln put it in place. White people went out there and got all kind of land. Still got land. But they did the same thing here in the South. They said, whoa, we, we got a that's federal land here in five southern states. There, uh, um, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Florida. The 46 million acres were set aside. Federal land, not the ex- a slave owner's property. This was federally owned land, just like the land out west. That Republican Radical Congress created the Southern Homestead Act, passed it into law. Andrew Johnson signed it into law. Oh, he didn't know what he was doing on that one. He signed it into law. He was conflicted as uh, whether or not it was a good idea, that kind of slipped by. But when these people down here <laughs> found out that uh, uh, the federal government had set aside 46 million acres for their ex-slaves to have, to leave their uh, uh, plantations, to get out of their sharecropping malarkey, and to have their own property, to sell loans, to integrate into the new society, free society, they went crazy. They went crazy. You think they hostile toward this uh, Affordable Care Act? You think people are hostile toward that Affordable Care Act? And believe me, it's the same type of thing. It's the same strain. The same strain that was revolting against the Southern Homestead Act in 1866 is the same strain that's revolting against uh, the Affordable Health Care Act, because both of them are intended to prop up and do something for Americans of African descent. 
for poor people, but primarily for Americans of African descent. My constituency, my the folks that I advocate for, probably might be some more poor. Country's full of poor folks. I, on the Hushman Black Forum, we advocate for uh, Americans of African descent. By extension, we're part of that community. Not because we don't love everybody. We believe that uh, the economic inequality that exists in our neighborhood, in my community, uh, is a result of, uh, to a large extent, the separate equal Jim Crow laws that injured uh, generations of uh, uh, my people. And millions uh, are like them. Had they uh, been properly reparated, uh, uh, received proper reparations for those injuries? In 1954, I'm using that. When I, I got a chapter in my book, y'all, chapter 12, on reparations, everything, every book I write will have a chapter on reparations until uh, that debt is paid. Until that debt is paid, I'll be uh, claiming injury. I'll be claiming injury until that debt is paid. You know, you can't sit back and... Uh, all of a sudden, everything is hunky-dory, everything is uh, uh, equal uh, this and equal that. Yes, equal now. Now that you, now that uh, we're in the fourth quarter and the score is 92 to nothing, you, uh, all of a sudden, uh, you want to uh, start refereeing the game uh, even. You want to call it uh, uh, call the game? Uh, 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 yeah, before now you you done had uh, uh, ten players on the uh, field, and I've been using nine. For 100 years, you've been using 10 players, uh, and I've been using uh, eight. And uh, now, all of a sudden, you, uh, when the school is 92 to nothing, you want to say uh, uh, late in the fourth quarter that uh, I can get two more players now. Oh no, we can't have it like that, y'all. It's about uh, 19 after uh, seven, y'all. We're gonna take a quick pause for the calls, y'all, and come back and uh, get into our show. We got a great show this evening, y'all. So much is going on in the world. We we didn't even finish up last week. We uh, Eric Garner had his funeral here last week. The brother that was strangled to death by. Uh, one of New York's finest, a police uh, officer. Why, why that brother's dead yet still remains a mystery to me. <laughs> this, is, this is one of the most cruelest uh, act of 
violence uh, by the police that I've seen here in this country in uh, a long, long time now. There's been some pretty brutal acts of violence here by, by the police over my lifetime. But uh, that, today, you, it's hard to uh, comprehend why Uri Garner is dead. That's the guy that was strangling death, y'all. For uh, the police thought he was selling loose cigarettes. You know, how you buy a pack of cigarettes, I guess, and send out on the street corner and hustling for ten cent a piece or twenty five cent a piece or whatever. And uh, just so happened that day he wasn't doing, he didn't have no cigarettes on him. And the police, uh, in fact, in New York, uh, the penalty for it is a misdemeanor. So I'm assuming. Uh, probably the most that should have happened in that case uh, is the police issuing him a ticket, a written uh, ticket, and uh, uh, be done with it. Be done with it. Go on. No uh, need to uh, uh, go any further with it. But here you got four, five, six policemen surrounding this guy. Uh, Next thing you know, one of them has jumped up on his back put him in a chokehold and uh, drag him to the ground uh, and kill him right there in front of God and everybody. Somebody's taping it on the cell phone. One of the scariest things I've seen. uh, Hey, these are trying times, y'all. I'll try to tell (laughs) y'all. Hey, y'all. I'm supposed to get carried away here. We'll be right back. Y'all hang in there. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Welcome back to the Hushmo Black Forum. It's about, the, I don't know, it's 27 after 7, y'all. Evening's getting away from us. It's just talking about uh, the, tra- the tragic uh, death of uh, one Eric Gardner up in Staten Island, up in New York, y'all. We got them. Um, We gotta, we gotta uh, be vigilant. Uh, keep, uh, keep on guard for uh, what seem to be still far too many uh, injustices in the our uh, justice system. When it relates to uh, our community, Adam Asset and everything to do with race, first thing, police chief see it. Hmm. I, I can't imagine. All, all those police officers, by the way, that I counted up there was white. I mean, the dude that strangled the dude was white. He was black. Eric Garner's black, black man. I, I could imagine 
five black policemen strangling some white guy up there in New York for allegedly hustling loose cigarettes. I, it, it's mind-boggling, y'all, to me, in uh, the reaction that would have uh, ensued. But appreciate race racist and everything to do it. I hope you're right. Anybody who falls victim to uh, the police in such a horrific uh, manner, uh, uh, doesn't deserve it. Nobody uh, deserves to fall victim to people who are supposed to, uh, to be protecting uh the people uh, like that. Uh, it just can't happen. And it happens far too often to uh, American rappers, black males in particular. We. Uh-uh. It happens far too often to uh, young uh, black males, yeah. We got a real against of that with all our might. With all our might and soul. Ain't no doubt. We can't have uh, our young people uh, being savagely killed and murdered that thing from Craven Martin. Oh, yeah. You know, this Emmett Till. We, it, you know, it's a long history uh, in this country of uh, uh, the vigilante type killing of uh, black men. We got to really, we got to put a stop to all that. Out of there. Hey, y'all. We got a lot of other things to talk about this evening, y'all. We back in Iraq, y'all. Bombing. uh, President started bombing uh, uh, ISIS over there in Iraq, y'all. Most people look, I don't, you know, just off the top. I don't know how you spend, you know, you don't, do you, do we get the correct news over here? Just off the top, it looks to me like this group ISIS is some kind of radical uh, jihadist uh, outfit. I, you know, it's hard for me to get a read on them, but pictures that uh, is being broadcast in their name of mass murdering uh, people and you know, it's hard for me to fathom just what it is that uh, they're after, uh, and uh, feel as though they have to go about uh, achieving it in such a in such a violent uh, manner. I, I can't uh, get my hands around it. You know, obviously, there's probably more to it than 
uh, I'm presently uh, comprehending, although I'm trying to get my hands around it, uh, just what it is that they're some kind of religious uh, uh, some kind of religious uh, uh, dispute is going on here. I'm, I'm not quite sure how it all fits in together. Other than you got Christians and you got um, um, uh, Islam, the factions. Uh, uh, come on, after now they got a third group. The the Shidis who they got trapped up on this mountain, you know, the mountain of Sinjar, somewhere we're in northern Iraq. They got. I don't know, according to news, it was some 40,000 people trapped up there talking about convert to Islam or die. Oh, we going to kill you. This is ISIS now moving across Iraq. Just left Syria, parts of Syria. They moved into parts of Iraq and started taking over big swaths of that uh, territory. Mosul, one of the biggest cities over there, over a million people. They took over that city some kind of way, but they ain't got that many troops. Your Iraq got 300,000 troop army that we, the United States, are trained and are supplied our weapons to. They lay their weapons down in front of this 800,000. <laughs> it don't make sense, y'all, what's going on, though. That's a, something must be moving that thing. Something might be moving that thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, that we can't explain it, what's going on. We might not be able to explain. Now I don't, I don't believe. In fact, I know uh, my God wouldn't be uh, uh, killing hundreds and thousands of people, innocent civilians laying on the ground, shooting them up uh, like that. I don't, I don't think uh, God Almighty uh, would not be uh, condemning, uh, condemning uh, that act. I don't think. So whatever uh, how higher being that's higher power that's driving the uh, uh, circumstances over there, I, I, you know, I'm I just don't have, I can't get my hands around. Here you got Israel killing hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of uh, Palestinians for every uh, one Israeli did. They done killed thousands, a couple of thousand people on there. I think 50, 50 of them got killed. They dropping bombs like it's no tomorrow. Planes, and tanks. These people ain't got nothing but a slingshot over there. And they got Israel. Uh, uh, that something is crazy here, y'all. We live in uh, some trying times, I'm telling you. Trying times. It rains in a rain delay. It's raining out in Atlanta, y'all. I tell you, I don't know uh, what it is. The weather changes. You shouldn't be getting no rain like this. In August, I got limbs falling all over the place in my yard. I got to clean. Get out there in the yard and haul limbs. <laughs> hey, I smoke. Stop complaining, son. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, something, something was changing with the weather, y'all. I don't know what it is. I mean, but the pattern, I'm talking about the, the old, over the fourth uh, season of the year. Uh, something is a, something is a, uh, is not quite just right. I don't know what it is, but as I'm going to do with climate change or the man polluting the air with everything you can think of, I believe so. Now, it might not be all man, but man, uh, <laughs> uh, it's creating some of the worst uh, nightmares itself. Uh, it's just as nature. Hey, I'll check my new book out. Racism and Hate in American Reality. Go to my webpage, hushmoblack.com. Hushmoblack.com. You can uh, find my book there, both my books. My first book, The Water Boy, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron. You can find it there. Just click on it. It'll throw you to Amazon.com or some other Barnes and Nobles or somebody else who uh, you can order it from. My new book, three ninety nine, the electronic version, the hard copy is sixteen ninety five. Y'all want the hushmo to autograph it? Send me a uh, send me some email and I can get your autograph copy. Go to my website, hushmoblack.com. Uh, you can leave me messages there. We got a blog. Tell them a blog, guys. I got some excerpts from my book on my blog. I think I got a total of eight of them. I think go read all those excerpts to give you a pretty good idea of where uh, I'm coming from in my book. Uh, we, uh, they had a 72-hour ceasefire over in Israel. No sooner than the 72 hours open, uh, was up, they were uh, back at it again. Uh, <laughs> they were back at it again. This thing been going on now for almost two months. That's a long time for a war to a confined, condensed area like that. You know? There's 200,000 Palestinians that are uh, displaced. Uh, it's just a matter of time before... Uh, all kinds of uh, humanitarian uh, uh, needs is going to uh, creep in. The electricity is out. The water crazy. It's just a matter of time before that thing implodes. Already. Ebola breaking out in West Africa. There's so much going on in the world, y'all. There's so, so much. They brought two of the Ebola, uh, Ebola victims to Americans who was over there doing missionary work, more or less. One of them was a doctor. One was pretty much a nurse, I believe. And they uh, contacted, uh, contracted uh, the disease, Ebola. They flew them home here to Atlanta, out, in, out there in Emory. Hospital there in some kind of isolation war. They found some kind of serve, kind of some kind of 
serum that uh, seemed to have uh, seemed to have uh, improved their condition uh, miraculously. Well, I don't know what that that drug. I'm saying they even on the market. Somebody had something laying around. You know, suppose they uh, uh, had this stuff all along and people are dying over there in the motherland, do you? <laughs> I don't know, y'all. I'm just saying. I'm speculating. I don't know. Hopefully they'll be able to uh, mass produce some of this stuff and ship it over there to some of those folks in the, the motherland. Liberia, uh, was it uh, Guinea? I believe Burkina uh, Faso. Burkina Faso was the third country. Now it's spread to Nigeria. My old ancestry homeland is spread there. That's one of the most populous countries in uh, Africa. If, yeah, I believe it is the most densely populated country in the uh, on the continent, yeah, Nigeria. So my uh, ancestors came from. So my DNA came from. The Yoruba folks over there. I don't know what's going on over there. Because this guy was an American who went to Liberia and flew through. Uh, got on a plane and went to Lagos, got sick when the plane landed. They took him to the hospital. He, uh, the doctor that was treating him, contacted him. And the nurse, some five people that treated him, all of them got it, three of them dead. <laughs> that quick. That's how powerful a killer this thing is. That's Ebola, y'all. We got it here in this country now with two people with it. They say it's pretty, we pretty safe <clears throat> here in Atlanta. So they say the same thing to people here in Atlanta. That, you know, out, they don't even know where it came from, really. They suspect that it uh, has something to do with some kind of animal over there in Africa, but I don't know. I just hope uh, this new untested serum proves out to be a, uh, the lifesaver. Yeah, I pray that this new serum uh, proves to be a lifesaver because that is a deadly, uh, a deadly uh, virus. There, yeah. Some five of the people that uh, came in contact with the American uh, Liberian that flew from Liberia to uh, Lagos, Nigeria, got sick on the plane, rushed to the hospital. Five of those folks got the Ebola, three of them did. Just like that. <laughs> this is on the transfer through bodily fluids. Well, I don't know what kind of fluid could that have been. What kind of bodily fluid could they have came in contact with? Like that. I don't know. What kind of bodily fluid? Could they have came in contact with? <laughs> That's what bothered me. I can't. Uh, your doctor ain't got no you giving shots and stuff like that. I maybe it's just perspiration. If you just uh, what? Well, I don't know. Yeah, don't start me to lie. I'm the. I am not a doctor. 
Hey, I've got a call in. 1-888-588-3814. It's a free call. Y'all want to get in? Uh, I'll let the hush mark. A Facebook friend, what's up? Yeah, we... Uh, We're just uh, all over the place this evening, y'all. You know, our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And not a necessity sometimes we'll do it louder uh, than anybody out here on blog talk. Uh, we, don't, we don't like to do that. We like to keep everything on an even keel out here best we can. We are coming to you on blog talk radio, though, y'all. Great, great medium. Y'all got something to say. Check out Blog Talk. It's a great way to get your uh, message out there in cyberspace over the internet. You know, your Facebook page and your Twitter accounts all hooked up, your Instagram. You can get your Blog Talk show. Let people know what's on your mind. Join in on the conversation, you <laughs> We we really enjoy being with uh, our audience out here every Saturday. Come out, come out uh, to you all every Saturday evening from seven to nine. Uh, Ashmo Black Forum. I don't know. We were talking about expanding here in September. We haven't. Uh, I haven't finished, uh, we haven't finalized uh, our new format yet. We, we're trying to see how much uh, how much energy we get for this coming quarter here. We like it. Ain't no one knows there's enough fun. <laughs> there's enough, enough, enough to talk about, yeah. The political conversation, political politics today is crazy, yeah. Race uh, has a lot to do with uh, the politics. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely, it shouldn't have. Oh, it shouldn't have. It has a lot, lot to do with uh, the polling and everything right now. It's just crazy how <laughs> how's uh, skewing the president's uh, rating. Racism is skewing the president's uh, job performance. Huh? Yeah, it's just a fact. That's just a fact, yeah. Ain't nothing I made up. <laughs> it's, it's just a fact. I hope it don't uh, drag the country too far down. It certainly is dragging it down uh, at this uh, a critical time in our history. Who would have thought it in 2014 that uh, some of the same uh, some of the same uh, antiquated uh, ideology ideologies would resurface dealing with uh, 
Not dealing with grace. It's, crazy. it's all due to this uh, uh, black president, y'all. It's just a fact. It is just a fact. I've never seen politics this uh, polarized before in my some almost 70 years of uh, life here in this country. I've never seen politics so uh, polarized. <laughs> I've never seen a half a branch of Congress so adamantly uh, uh, against uh, a president. Never in the life of, uh, never in the history of, of, well, and not in my lifetime. I watched every president from Truman to uh, uh, Obama. <laughs> I've seen them all. I, I was born when Roosevelt. I don't remember Roosevelt. He died shortly after I was born, but Roosevelt was president when I was born, yeah. <laughs> I've covered them all and studied them. I've never seen the Congress this polarized. Ulysses Grant, back in 17, uh, 1876, with uh, uh, the South uh, railing against the Southern Homestead Act, uh, the Southern politicians, uh, uh, that time came pretty close. <laughs> that time that time came pretty close to what, uh, in fact, it may uh, mirror uh, what's going on here now in the country in a lot of ways. What's going on here in the country now mirrors that era uh, in our history that brought on the longest depression that the country has ever uh, seen. Shut the government down. Shut the government down. Uh, a small minority uh, uh, in the Congress. Much like uh, the Tea Party is of today. Shut that Congress down and had mostly to do with them railing against the federal government trying to uplift America's African descent back in 1876 when they repealed that Southern Homestead Act and repealed the Freemen's Bureau and uh, did away with all that stuff. And that uh, at the same time keep in place uh, the set of equal laws that deprived American Rappinists of their 14th Amendment protection. Not until 1954, not really until 1964, when they, they, they still, even after Brown overturned this stuff, it took them 10 years to uh, kind of put something in place where. Uh, uh, some law in place that uh, uh, those against uh, uh, equality uh, could understand. Affirmative action and all that stuff, they watered all that down by adding some nine other minority groups who had nothing to do with uh, the effects of uh, separate who was not injured by of the separate equal uh, Jim Crow laws uh, of this country. Those of the minority groups, I'm sorry to say, was not part of, of the separate equal uh, doctrine that was in play, in place, put in place just for uh, American Iraq when it's set. 
That's just a fact, yeah. Here come the affirmative action laws of the 60s, and uh, you got nine different minorities, including white women. <laughs> including white women. Buying for uh, some made-up, fictitious uh, quota <laughs> system, some, some affirmative action scheme that uh, was just a, uh, a scheme. And it wasn't to uh, our benefit, let me tell you. We should have gotten reparation in 1954. Uh, the NAACP at the, uh, with the uh, Marshall leading their legal team at that time should have petitioned that court uh, for millions of Americans after the city had been injured by the separate equal laws in the workplace, in the trade unions, in the pay scales, and the job classifications everywhere up and down. Uh, we were injured in the real estate dealings and uh, just every uh, kind of way imaginable. Uh, we were injured uh, financially uh, because of uh, those separate equal laws. You know. Hey, it's about five minutes still, y'all. Hey, we're going to take another quick pause for the calls. Y'all, y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Welcome back, uh, welcome back to the uh, Hashmo Black Forum. We uh, we all over uh, the waterfront, yeah. Terror's decline mirrors economy. Yeah, I don't know. I know one thing, we got some bad weather moving through here. It's raining like crazy out there, yeah. We've got two, uh, Putting up the hatches, it looks like. We're going to have to button the hatches down. Here you go. It's 8 o'clock and it's like it's piss dark out there. should be light. Rush Limbaugh say ain't nothing wrong with the weather. It's a, some kind of liberal conspiracy. I didn't know liberals had that kind of, I didn't know liberals had that kind of uh, might. Another gentleman from Mississippi trying to get to Congress on some kind of running for Congress or something. Or something. Anyway, he would claim he uh, claimed that uh, the Democrats had this war war going on against white people. That's what he said. He said the Democrats, which I mean all most, had this war on against white people. You know, 95% of the blacks are Democrats, yeah. Registered Democrats. So, uh, <laughs> me, I'm a registered Democrat myself. I got some kind of war going against white people, yet. Uh, the blacks, the economic conditions of blacks is about 120th that are white people, yet. Uh, that war ain't going too good. If, we, if the Democrats got some kind of war going against white people, I wish they'd uh, step it up. <laughs> and and make some kind of a difference because right now uh, we lose it economically we lose it socially we lose it in the justice system we lose it 
I don't know what what in the world uh, what in the world are we winning that food stamps? <laughs> hey y'all, uh, this if this stuff wasn't so serious, it'd be funny uh, when you hear of some politician trying to win some national election and uh, his his catchphrase is that uh, the other side, the Democrats, the blacks is waging this war uh, against white people and doing a terrible job of it. Uh, Seeing as our uh, unemployment in the black community is over double of that uh, uh, employment in the white community. So we we waging a hell of a, a lousy war if uh, such a war is being waged at all. <laughs> hey, uh, these people trying to uh, bring back that old Heron Rock uh, democracy here that uh, was so prevalent in the antebellum South. Uh, that's what it sounds like to me. They're trying to bring that thing back, where not only did they have a class of citizens, they had a caste of citizens below uh, the classes. <laughs> Y'all don't know. Hey, uh, don't get me started. We, uh, the president, uh, we've got to back him up, you know. We've got to support him. Uh, I'll be supporting him out here on the Hushmo platform. This guy's doing a great job under some enormous, enormous headwinds that is fighting him uh, right in the face. Uh, coming from uh, his fellow American citizen. <laughs> coming from... He is catching more hell from uh, his fellow Americans than Al-Qaeda ever thought about uh, dishing his way. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now, y'all. This thing is crazy. It is crazy and it's a disgrace that uh, this president have, is having to deal with uh, uh, a minority racist uh, body in the politics of the country. And it's... Uh, uh, clogging up uh, our political system. You know? Racism is clogging up our political system here. You know? That's all it is. And Washington, the national politics, is being clogged up by a handful of racists in that uh, Republican Congress. You know? And uh, that's just a fact. That's just a fact. You know? It's a crying uh, shame. We've got to get out and go to the polls, y'all. We have got to go to the polls and replace uh, some of those uh, folks in that Congress. This November is an important election here in Georgia. We've got to replace uh, some of the Republicans, y'all. Some of our Republicans ain't racist. But up to 30% of them are. That's a big number, (laughs) y'all. That's a big number. 
That's about 70 million Americans who don't like the president uh, just because uh, of his color. That's scary. That's scary, (laughs) y'all. That ain't no way to run a country, (laughs) y'all. They have stopped legislating together in Washington. The Republican-controlled House have stopped legislating. They haven't gotten a thing done or gotten uh, less done than any Congress in the history of of the nation. In the entire history of the nation, this Congress has uh, did less uh, work than any of them. That's the same. The economy is trying to come around if we can get some infrastructure uh, legislation passed that would rebuild the uh, crumbling bridges and the roads and the dams and, and you name it. <laughs> we we could be doing a lot of things with this infrastructure, uh, with the change in climates and all this crazy stuff, and they arguing about this president's uh, uh, color. <laughs> they don't like this president because of his color. Come on, that's crazy. It's crazy and it's dangerous uh, on all kinds of uh, levels. It's crazy and it's dangerous uh, on all kinds of levels. Uh. We, uh, hey, Braves are still in a rain delay, uh. You know, the thing about these, uh, thing about these uh, modern uh, stadiums today, the field drains so so good. I mean, it's crazy how well they drain. I mean, you could be uh, you could be pouring down a rain here to they take the tarp off the infield there and. Uh, Outfield draining 30 minutes, you, you have to play a ball on it. You know, we got great, great draining uh, systems on some of the newer marvelous stadiums nowadays. Yeah, not like when the Hushmore was growing up, y'all. Oh, hey, no, you mess around out there. And it rained like it did today. You, <laughs> you wouldn't be saying no ball up to May. You wouldn't be saying no ball to May. Back when the Hushmore was coming along, we come out of the 50s, y'all. You wouldn't be playing no ball in that, I guarantee you. <laughs> uh, we try to find, uh, I don't know, I thought it was some kind of uh, some kind of football games on tonight. Maybe maybe it's not here, I don't know. Anybody know? Who's playing tonight? Somebody said the Browns are on. Is the Browns on? Which one is the Browns on? Anybody know? I uh, was pretty sure that uh, they were on. I mean, uh, I was pretty sure uh, we had some uh, some NFL on tonight, but I guess not. I don't know. I, 
I came up with the Falcons, y'all. I know the, <laughs> we we had the Falcons going last night. Now I know, you know I keep up with the Falcons. And don't start me. Don't don't start this stuff with me. I'm a Falcons friend. but I thought for sure Jenny football would be on tonight. I thought for sure he would be. They'd have the Cavaliers. Uh, I mean the. I thought, for sure, I thought for sure they would have them on here. And still, I'm thinking they're probably going to be on somewhere. There it is, 630. I, I, you know, I, I refuse to believe that uh, they're going to have some kind of game on here. Right, I think that's, that's some kind of junk right there. How is that? Hey, that's what we're just talking to yourself, you know. No man me. Yeah, we uh just trying to get a a flavor three three Detroit and Cleveland, so we I know one thing. They come in there popping people. They come in there popping people. This is a preseason game, but I mean, you got to protect yourself at all times. Well, that ain't Stafford, though. They got some rookie in there now. They trying to kill him. He's getting out the way. I didn't think that was the number one quarterback. Somebody be getting fan let, let uh, that quarterback get hit like that. <laughs> Have you got the Cleveland Browns fans in the audience? Cleveland Browns fans, stand up. The dog pound. I like that quarterback that you got, Johnny Manziel. I think he's going to be a player, y'all. I think he's going to be a player. Boy, made a good play there on the receiver. Yeah, I think Johnny Manziel is going to be a player, y'all. We'll, we'll know. We'll, we'll know when he step out on that field uh, <laughs> on Sunday afternoon. <clears throat> oh, he was a heck of a college player. <clears throat> Johnny Manziel. <clears throat> Johnny Manziel. Heck of a college player. I mean, you can't be doing all that running around in that NFL. You can ask Mike Vick. You can ask Mike Vick about that if you think... <laughs> Hey, nobody ran, ran it better than me. Nobody. Uh, from the quarterback position. Nobody ran it better than me. If you think you can get away with it, uh, but Mike lost two years. I lost two of his best years. Yeah. Ain't no telling how he would have been. And he got went to jail for two years. He missed that a part of three seasons. Messing around with some dogs, yeah. Messing around with some dogs. Let's see who's in. I don't even know who's in. Trying to see who's quarterbacking for the Browns, y'all. Let's uh, see if they got uh, Johnny Manziel in here. Who's the quarterback? Uh, 
by the linebacker, number 50, Travis Lewis, beyond five yards. And this is a point of emphasis, Jim, for the officials in the National Football League entering 2014. You make contact with any receiver once he's down the field. Further than five yards, and they're looking for it. They're going to throw the flat. We don't know. Somebody just got a penalty there. They got some new rules going on in it. NFL this year, you can't touch that man once he gets past five yards to receive it. You just put your hands on him. They throw in that play. Now, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. I don't know. But, uh, we're going to see just how good this young Johnny Manziel is here pretty quick. The Falcons, they got off to a pretty good start. They won the preseason game. I mean, you can't tell anything about preseason. But there's always better to win those things, I say. And then uh, it's always better to win those games, even if they don't mean anything. Just to kind of sit and um, get your mind set. In a winning frame, um, so I believe I believe they're important. That's just me. Uh, I believe they're important. Uh, we want we beat Miami like sixteen to thirteen. What are we gonna hold? Hold a lot of excitement. I mean, what? Well, I, I, I see some potential up there for the Falcons. I, I like some of our young players, some of our young rookies. And we might have, we might have as many as seven rookies starting. And that could be, that can be a problem, yeah. That can be a problem with that many rookies starting. Uh, that can be a problem. Wait, wait, wait. better. When you come off a four and twelve record, uh, when you come off a four and twelve record, uh, it's not hard to. Uh, It's not hard to uh, be better. It's not hard to be better. We uh, we got some interesting looks. Uh, Clear as a running back, Devontae Freeman from Florida State. That boy's going to get some real nice possibilities there. He's quick. I like how he runs over the abandonment and he's shifted. He's always moving. It's hard to get a play like that. It's hard to get a uh, it's hard to get a hit on him. It's hard to get a hit on him because he's out. You don't. Never quite sure uh, of what angle 
got to try to square him up at because he's shifting all the time. You got to try to adjust to get a good lick on him. He's going to be hard to deal with, I believe. Devontae Freeman, the young one in back from Florida, from Florida State. I think he's going to help us out quite a bit. They still got, I see the Browns still got Hoyer, the first green quarterback still in the game. So they, they ain't put Johnny, Johnny Manziel in yet. I guess they looking uh, for the first team to score more than three points. If you can do that, it's all well and good. If you can do that, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. That uh, this boy, he's got the tools that Jenny, Jenny football's got. Hoyer. Oh, he, he, he's supposed to be true. Oh, I like that boy West, Terrace West. That, that boy's going to be a player right there. That's what I was hoping we got, but we missed him. That boy's going to be a real, real runner right there, y'all. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmore Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Welcome back to the Haswell Black Forum. It's about 26 minutes after the hour, 8 o'clock, yeah. We just about uh, got this thing in the books, yeah. Cleveland got another field goal. They say they got the ball. They do get the ball about halfway down the field. Boy, halfway down the field, they said his knee was dead down. Oh, no, he ain't down. That ball came out. That ball came out of there. That ball came out of there. That's a replay on there. That's Cleveland ball right there. That ball came out. He's up in the air. Hey, you got the challenge, challenge there. You got the challenge, challenge there. Down here in Georgia. 
Now it's starting the second quarter here. I don't know when they're going to bring uh, the second stream in. It looks like it's going to be in the second half. Looks like it's going to be the second half, y'all. I'm curious to see how the sport play Johnny Manziel. I think he's going to be pretty good. Whether he's worked on the hype, I don't know. <laughs> Cleveland had a quarterback that done had like 10 quarterbacks over the last 10 years. So, I, I think they're going to be pretty happy with this boy. With the revolving door type of uh, with that revolving door they uh, had there uh, in Cleveland, uh, I think they're going to be real happy. I think they're going to be real happy with Johnny Manziel. Come on, get, get a Browns that ball. Everybody knew it was a bad call. Manziel's going in. Johnny Manziel's going in right now, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> 
you you got to protect yourself at all costs out there on that football field. We uh President's bomb in Iraq, yeah. Bomb and ice is in Iraq. They uh we don't know how long that thing. Hey, once you start dropping bombs, uh, that 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 stuff kinda of take on uh take on a life of its own once the bomb is stopped. Once you start killing people that thing take on a, a life of its own. War, war does. I mean, anytime you try, I'm dropping bombs. Yes, you talking about war here. Yeah. We talking about no, whatever the reason. I, I can understand that. Uh, flash. Uh, the president feels so. Uh, these guys say you have to get involved in this, but uh, what she started. I mean, it takes on its own. Uh, it's own identity, and you know you can't always control it. Like you, uh, like you uh, perceive it going into it. it, it very seldom I, uh, end up that way. Very seldom do it end up the way you uh, plan for it to going in. That's, just, that's the nature of war. That's the nature of war, yeah. And right now, that whole Middle East and all that stuff is just imploding. Uh, just imploding over it. We, thousands of miles away from that uh, part of the world, and yet we, uh, or somehow uh, have made ourselves uh, the operator of uh, this conflict, uh, and we will. Now, obviously, that happened for a lot of reasons uh, over a lot of years. Ooh, that boy got ran over. That boy got ran over there. Wow. Right up there, old mill. Right up the old mill. Right up the old mill. Wow. Defensive end. That's the way a defensive end is supposed to play. Yeah, we'll see Johnny Manziel come in here now, y'all. We're going to get a pretty good look at him. See what kind of reception you get. Well, this has been Detroit, so he is not know. No rousing ovation. You go the wrong way, son, unless you can get outside. Oops. You, yeah. Here comes Johnny Football. Thank you. 
Johnny Football's coming into the game. Now you we'll get a little uh, sample of what he's uh what he's about. Like I said, I just think the boys gonna have a pretty good career in the NFL if he uh can stay healthy. I mean he can't be running around. Uh, he can make some plays with his leg, but you can't uh you gotta minimize your uh, hits. And know when to fold them and when to hold them. <laughs> so you gotta know when to fold them, fold them quick out there in that uh in that NFL, you got to know when to get down <laughs> and get down quick. So hopefully he uh you have a better idea of just how quick you need to get down after this initial uh, baptism uh, that he received here tonight. That takes um, young quarterbacks a while to uh, RG3 come to mind. Michael Vick come to mind to uh, understand just how important it is to get down. It doesn't matter how fast nobody's nobody's uh, was any faster or quicker than Michael Vick at the quarterback position that I've ever seen. Nobody. He busted him up. And he busted him up. Right, completing his first pass about a five or six yards. Always good to get that first pass completed. Turn it in. <laughs> Them boys are fast. 
them big boys on defense is fast and vicious. They are fast and vicious out there on the defense. Uh, you can take that to the bank. They are all fast and and vicious. And that NFL, that ain't no, that ain't high school. Or, that ain't that's a big step above college, y'all. That NFL is. Everybody out there is, is professionals. <laughs> Those are pros, y'all. There ain't no amateurs out there. Johnny Manziel is going to learn that before it's all over. You can't, uh, uh uh-uh, that boys don't care about your rep. So you got a rep, you got a rep coming in. They don't care about your rep out there. They don't care nothing about your rep. Braves gonna get the thing in now. Says still a weather delay though. They haven't called it yet. They haven't called it. But uh, it's getting late. Yeah, we tried to uh tried to get a little uh James Brown in last week honoring uh honoring the Godfather's soul on the new release of uh his new movie. So we're going to try it again this evening. We had a little montage of uh, his music that we put together for you. want to try to get it in again to see what you think uh, in honor of uh, one Mr. James Brown and his new movie. Y'all check us out. Thank you. 
Sorry, I got lightning in his fingers. Or is it that easy?